0: Idi mejeji tolu ware joko. Ida unwo le aray, koje mba akòje. Ibandida olowó, lò niki katò ogun ibe okanin. Ibi ta ati mò le okunan, Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Yoruba Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Bide Olugbade. Logunde. I'm your host, Abala Ikokon Linda dota Eto Uwe Yoruba. I'm your host, Bide Myo Logunde. On this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as moderation, taking responsibility, and self-respect. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and Yoruba elders worldwide before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have says, "Ibitati mole ukuno, ibitati mualagbara otokoro." The place where a lazy person was apprehended bears no marks. The place where a powerful man was apprehended is broad enough to plant a farm. Ibitati mole ukuno, ibitati mo alagbara otokoro. The place where a lazy person was apprehended bears no marks. The place where a powerful man was apprehended is broad enough to plant a farm. So I'll translate, I'll explain the translation of this proverb first and then dive into the meaning. So this one is basically talking about how if you apprehend a lazy person, the lazy person is so lazy that they have no, nothing to show for their laziness, because they are not hardworking. If you apprehend them, you are basically taking them and the place where you take them from, we have no signs of someone was occupying this place previously, whether in their house or where they are living or who they are living with, as the case may be, or even figuratively, a lazy person at work is not exactly adding value to that organization. So if you take them out, maybe you fire them, nobody will miss them. Within the family, a lazy person, if they are gone from the house, maybe they go somewhere, no one is going to miss them because it's not like they are doing anything at home that would make people miss them. On the other hand, if you take a powerful person away from somewhere, people would feel the absence of that person simply because where they occupy is, large enough to plant a farm, meaning they have so much gravity that if you take them away from somewhere, you would feel the effect of their absence because so many things would now be glaringly obvious, simply because this powerful, hardworking person used to take care of those things. So now to the meaning of this deep proverb, basically meaning, even if a worthy person is vanquished, they will leave signs of powerful resistance. So you can't just take them, and they will not go down fighting. Regardless of the situation, they won't be easily uprooted. So compare this to a plant, a skinny plant that you can even a toddler can uproot within from the soil. Will most likely not leave any mark where you uprooted it from. If someone was to come and start looking for, where did you uproot this tiny shrub from? They won't be able to tell. Compare this to a tall oak tree that has roots spreading 10 feet in every day Not even 10 feet, 20, 30 feet in every direction. It's going to take tractors and heavy machinery to uproot that oak tree. And when you uproot it, there will be obvious marks that an oak tree used to be here compared to the tiny little vegetable shrub that you uproot and you forget that you even uprooted something. The place where a lazy person was apprehended bears no marks. The place where a powerful man was apprehended is broad enough to plant a farm. So proverb number two says, tin piton kato jogun, Where one must recite genealogies in order to establish one's claim to inheritance, one should know that one really has no claim to patrimony there. Ibitatim piton, kato jogun, pe ogun ibe okoni. Where one must recite genealogies in order to establish one's claim to inheritance, one should know that one really has no claim to patrimony there. So this one is a funny proverb as equally as deep as it is. So literally speaking, if someone passed away and the people in that family are gathering to you know, claim inheritance, if someone is showing up And that person now has to recite genealogy saying, this is who my dad was, and this is who my great-grandfather was, and this my great-grandfather is related to this other great-grand-uncle. Basically trying to establish your claim to inheritance. That basically shows that you have no business claiming that inheritance, because it should be obvious enough to everybody else that this person belongs in this family so in other words we shouldn't go to great lengths to establish our claim if that claim is legitimate and this is applicable to every scenario whether in the family like i just described or even at work if something is due to you you don't have to start explaining and drawing graphs and charts to basically establish why this thing is due to you or if you're applying to a job, it should be quite obvious that you are qualified for the job you're applying for you don't have to start explaining to the recruiter why you are qualified for the job. It just makes everybody's work easier when you apply to something you are qualified for when you apply for a promotion you are qualified for when filling the gap basically I kato Jo come up with Ogun where one must recite genealogies in order to establish one's claim to inheritance one should know that one really has no claim to patrimony there so proverb number 3 says I bondi da olowo it is the master's engaging in silly antics that affords the pawn the opportunity to laugh so hard that it tosses the cutlass away. It is the master's engaging in silly antics that affords the pawn the opportunity to laugh so hard that it tosses the cutlass away. So directly speaking, this proverb is describing a case where the master and the person is looking, is supervising. So now the master is engaging in silly antics. So that basically gives the person being supervised the opportunity to laugh so hard that this person now tosses the cutlass away. So the assumption here is they're on a farm the master is supervising the farm worker. The master is being irresponsible, engaging in silly antics that is making this farm worker that is being supervised laugh so hard that he tosses the cutlass away, which is the tool they are supposed to use on the farm. So in other words, if the person in charge behaves irresponsibly, then those over who he or she is in charge of now have an excuse for their own irresponsible behavior. So you're supposed to be working and someone is supposed to be supervising you. This person is not even acting in a responsible way, which gives you the license to act irresponsibly as well. And in this case, the cutlass, which is the tool you're supposed to use for work, not only are you not even working because you're busy laughing, now you are throwing the cutlass away because you're laughing so hard. So irresponsibility bears irresponsibility, whether in the family, at work, or wherever we find ourselves. It is the masters engaging in silly antics that affords the pawn the opportunity to laugh so hard that he tosses the cutlass away. For Proverb number 4, I have The sword is destroying its own home and it says it is ruining the sheath. The sword is destroying its own home and it says it is ruining the sheath. So this one translates to we all know how A sword goes into the sheath when it's not being used. But because the sword is so powerful, um, it's looking at the sheath and saying, I'm so powerful, I can kill and plunder and also destroy this sheath where they keep me at the end of the day. That is basically saying you're destroying where you live because that is where the sword lives to protect it from too much heat to protect it from too much cold to basically protect it from sun and rain and corrosion and so on. But because this sword is not self-aware, it's thinking I'm all too powerful, even this sheath has nothing against me. Meanwhile, that is where the sword lives. You are destroying your home thinking you are all too powerful. So this means someone whose actions will eventually backfire on him or her this person still thinks they are hurting other people because they are so powerful and they're just exercising their power and nobody can stop them not knowing that what goes around comes around the sword is destroying its own home and it still says it is ruining the sheath So the final proverb for this episode says, "Idimejeji toluare joko, the two buttocks are sufficient for their owner to sit on." Idimejeji joko, the two buttocks are sufficient for their owner to sit on. So this one is basically straightforward and says we should be satisfied with our resources. Someone going around thinking. I need extra Botox because the two I have are just not enough. Like everybody else, I just need extra Botox to sit on. That person is looking for trouble, basically. And by extension, whatever we find ourselves having, it's in our own best interest to manage it efficiently because that would lead to maximization and even surplus. And it's in the Bible and every holy book that whoever has a talent should make sure they use the talent effectively because that is how they would get more talent. And people that don't use their talent well, that talent will be taken away from them and be given to people that actually use their own efficiently. The two buttocks are sufficient for their owner to sit on. So that's all I have for this episode 51 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening.